0: good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of bobcast with you as always is bob live in the lounge staring at the ouija board it's the week of christmas you know i'm exhausted you know uh, i it's been such a whirlwind of events but sometimes music can pick you up in the midst of uh, your sadness and you know just overall <laughs> holiday crazy times there's a song that she does that i really like a lot it's called ghost and like the first time she did it i believe was the top of the world, I don't know, 22, 13, five, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but one of these things we did online, which was a lot of fun back in the day when we weren't really too sure about the, the future. It was, it was basically like living in the, like the, you know, the, the script for Terminator 2, Judgment Day. We just didn't know which way was up. We didn't know which way was down. But her music is so, uh, it's fun, and you know it makes me miss live music. Um, to me, it's like a mix of like, uh, if Kwai and Alanis Morissette got together and had a child, And raised them right and told them to love the world and do right by all the chakras, not just in yourself, but with everyone in your environment. (laughs) Um, I know she wants to play music. I know she also has an interest in yoga. So, you know, the kind of, this is a double podcast and I haven't done this yet on the Bobcast, but I do like this smaller version called Bobby Vibrations. And I'm going to probably air this too on that because I think the two can like merge worlds. We have some similar interests. With that being said, Mm. please welcome to the show, Maggie May.
1: Thanks, Bob. I really love that. Uh, that's the best description of of my my musical style I've ever heard.
0: Well, thank you very much. I thought about <laughs> it for, I thought about it for a few hours. And I was like, well, what what does it make me feel like? And like, I was actually, if you you know, Virtual Insanity is always the song that people go to, but there's this one song that uh, I really like called Little L. Have you ever heard that one? We can't play it because my
1: favorite. Yeah, I want to cover it so bad.
0: So good. Reminds me of like what, you know, your band was like, you know, trying to uh, accomplish before Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Like like I said at the beginning of the the podcast, I'm not just, I I guess I'm exhausted because we were supposed to do this podcast last week
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I don't really cancel much. But I had to cancel because I wasn't feeling well. I was having all sorts of anxiety because I thought, mm-hmm. this is it. You know what I mean? Like, now I'm becoming the T-1000. My life is melting away. I'm getting COVID. But no, I had, like, a sinus infection. I get them seasonally. But, like, the, the stress alone of not knowing, you know. Dude,
1: it's just I get crazy. it. Yeah.
0: But, like, how are you coping with all that? I mean, like, I know that, like, times, you know, can't be easy for, for musicians. So I'm interested in hearing your story.
1: How I'm coping with with doomsday. Um, I don't know. It's it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, and in the beginning, I felt pretty pretty equipped. And then there was kind of a period where I was just like, I don't know what's gonna happen or how long this is lasting. And the elections coming up, and like I was just kind of losing losing it. But lately. Um, I mean, I I was teaching so many classes on kind of embracing uncertainty to my students and kind of implementing that into my own life. So it was a lot of, I I like to call it radical faith. Just like when everything seems to be hitting the fan and going down the drain and life is awful and nothing's working, just like have faith that something better is coming, you know, just no matter how. I
0: mean, you have to really, I mean... Mm -hmm. I try to do um, practices to engage that type of positive, like, influence. Like, for instance, like, I'll go, like, different ways to, like, locations. You know what I mean? I won't drive the same way to, like, my son's school or, like, do the same procedure each day. Try to do something that feels alien, especially in today's, you know, quarantine culture. It's such a strange world. I just did a podcast on The Mandalorian. It's, like, the whole plot is, like, basically taking off the mask and, like, the controversy between wearing the mask versus not wearing the mask, and like I never thought in a million years looking back at 2020 that that would be the the thing that really divided people. Because like I enjoy <laughs> wearing a mask, you know, I really do like wearing a mask. I get compliments on my masks, and I I enjoy that. I never used to get compliments before the mask on your
1: face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like,
0: if you're too intimidated to say something, but I get like, hey man, cool mask, you know? Or, no, no, cool mask, you know. <laughs>
1: I really love in the winter when it's cold, they keep my face warm. You know I, like, sometimes put it on even when I don't need it.
0: God, you know what? You're really hitting the nail on the head here because, like, I had to go shovel last week during that snowstorm. And I was like, wow, well, I've got this mask, and now I'm going to wear it. And, like, I, now I just can't process what life was like before not wearing a mask during these types of situations when it's <laughs> bleeding, You know, mm. like.
1: Well, I always, like, kind of wanted one of those, like, uh, like ski mask, but it's just like a fleece thing where only your eyes are showing, or like a rubber mask where it's yeah. just like the eyes and mouth. I always thought that was a good idea. So we're pretty much halfway there.
0: It is. Um, I, I I think that I'm going to keep that fashion too. Post. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to get rid of that one. You know, it's, it's just pretty versatile. Like a <laughs> but I, um, I, I I enjoy the mask. I, I just. I don't enjoy the the um the controversy and the conflict that it elicits between neighbors. Like, to be honest, like my neighbors, you know, I, you know, like Cahill's wearing a mask. Look at him over there. It's like, no,
1: dude, I'm wearing he's a mask. Afraid of everything. Yeah, he's scared of everything.
0: That he's gonna, you know, like it's so bad. But I mean, like, you know, it's so divided, and that's the thing that's so crazy too, because it easily could have been avoided at the beginning of this thing if people just were on the same page, you know? And like, to me, I mean, I try not to bring politics into the podcast too much. I used to be a school teacher and it's hard to, you don't want the kids to like think what you think, you know? I just, if you're a good teacher, at least. But like, if we, at the beginning, we're just like, yo, it's a real deal thing that we need to protect ourselves from. Just wear the mask and everybody do it for a bit. And, you know, like it wasn't that way. It was like always a conflict. And it's so ridiculous looking back at it now. It's like, God, dude. I just feel I feel like that was like a really is a big misfire. We could have came together. It seems like we're anytime that like something happens that's like the, like a cultural like zeitgeist of like, you know, people trying to make change, like it seems like we're just about to break through. We're about to like, you know, push right through and then just it goes away. And that drives me nuts to be honest with you, you know? How do you feel about that?
1: I mean, not great. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean the an- the Venn diagram of Trump supporters and like new age hippies is surprisingly interconnected. And it's just like, like people who really subscribe to the new age are like, yeah, you don't need a mask. Just your immune system is perfect. And it's like, yeah, it is great. But the world's smartest doctors and nutritional therapists and biologists and whatever are saying, we don't know enough yet. So if anyone's responsible with their with their title they're not recommending that you know and like to me that was so easy to comprehend from the get-go yeah like, this is new like you know do do what's asked of you and if new information comes in you take that into account but i don't know i also don't really blame people for not trusting in the government either i mean I feel like
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, authorities has always been a hard thing for me to accept, but I mean, like I I can't, I can't imagine like why people even consider red or blue, considering Mm -hmm. the fact that the vaccine came out before you got your second stimulus check. Whereas countries around the world were being taken care of weekly, monthly, you know, installments of pay, you know, I mean like 600 bucks, like, you know, I was going to like, there's a couple of times today where I was going to write about things that cost 600 bucks. <laughs> then I was like, I'm gonna wait until I talk to Maggie tonight on the podcast. So I do believe that Nirvana's album Bleach was recorded for, and this is just off the top of my head. I'm not sure because I have no assistant. I believe it was recorded for six hundred and sixteen dollars and eighty-seven cents. Wow. Okay, that was 1989 that the album was out. All right, six hundred bucks. You can't. You can. That's how much you get too when you junk your car. Like if your car is in good working order, six hundred bucks is maybe like. Pfft three times at the grocery store for me. It's just sad, you know?
1: It's like one month's rent and maybe like a pizza.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> 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 Let me get the $550 pizza, please. <laughs> I heard really you Got no flop. Uh, so you, know, you were just saying the um, rent, and I saw you post something the other day. I wanted to ask you about it because I too <laughs> um, used to be somebody who was a victim of this, and this is something that's a serious crime that nobody ever really talks about. <laughs> And this is um, when you have really noisy neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. So I had I had, had such bad neighbors that one time I moved. Um, and I saw you post about it. And anytime I see something like that, it brings up a little bit of post traumatic stress. Um, anytime that we would get in the shower or use the restroom or anything, they would immediately turn on the cold water in their tub upstairs and just <laughs> don't even know like they <laughs> the I don't know. And then they would open all the drawers. Like, I really think that he, that he suffered from extreme overcompulsive disorder mixed with alcoholism, you know, but like,
1: uh, yeah. we had
0: to move out. What's going uh, on with you? That's with pretty that?
1: much the point we're at, where it's like, our neighbors, like from day one, just moved in and they were smoking cigarettes inside and like, I don't care if you smoke cigarettes, but I don't want my house smelling like it. I don't want my clothes smelling like it, you know, like inside it's in it. We're in a duplex. So we're the only two families. We have a shared entrance, shared washer, basement, garage. They're not going to so, be seeing the
0: podcast, right? They're, they don't know. <laughs> to tune in. Honestly, I
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't care if they do. Okay. I
0: like that. I like that. I like that. Um,
1: and so, At first, we thought it was just this older couple, and then they move in, and they have a 17-year-old son, we're like, huh, okay, and not judging, but, like, most of the people in this neighborhood are young professionals or young families who have, like, their own house, so it's just, like, a little odd that this 40-something-year-old couple with a 17-year-old kid was moving into this tiny two-bedroom apartment. Who knows what happened? But they're just so loud and every time, ta- like, keeping us up till, like, four in the morning. I don't know if the kid's playing video games or something, but he'll just, like, yell. He'll get into fights. There was one fight one night where they were up to like, one in the morning and just screaming on the lawn, and other neighbors were going to call the cops. And there was, like, three weeks where the kid was just keeping us up. I was waking up from, like, one to four and just hearing him play, like, loud, bassy music. And- oh, my God. Uh, just like yelling and and the the walls are thin but at the same time you know like if you move into an apartment be ready for noise but also if you move into an apartment you should be courteous of sleeping hours right so like on top of all these issues when we go to them when we confront them about it it's just an argument instantly I shut him up once where he started getting defensive and I was like I'm not interested In back and forth or defensiveness, I'm just coming to you with an issue and I would like you to please fix it. But like the last (laughs) discussion we had ended with him saying, fuck you to coop over text and we haven't even talked to them.
0: Okay, so that's like one sentence I've never heard before. Fuck you, Coop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. ever, like, what? <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry to hear that because I, I you know, I there's one place I, I lived where it got bad and the walls were thin. Uh, the overcompulsiveness, the slamming of the closet mm-hmm. doors, constant fighting. Um, I lived at one place where um, I lived in like a how an apartment, I guess, a guest house adjacent to a house where. My landlord was a little bit younger than me. He was a fraternity type dude who would forget to pay the oil all the time, and had a very abusive um, girlfriend who, on the weekends, would smash windows and have the police there. And oh. I remember one time, my friend—I'm <laughs> not going to say his name—but I've never seen anybody <laughs> do this before. But um, he was lighting up a blunt, and um, as soon as he lit up the blunt, like we saw, like the flashlights of the police at the back door.
1: Oh no!
0: Just ate it while I was lit and just swallowed it <laughs> and I could see the blunt like go
1: the
0: uh, yeah. uh, that's oh no. a long time it was a good memory see that's back before I had um
1: speaking of
0: a kid and um when sleep then became you know please indulge we don't uh discriminate here on the podcast before I had um a kid, I could probably I could stay up like you know pretty late and stuff like that. But now, you know, like I try to go to bed like nine, nine thirty. You know, get up five forty six, and sleep is so important. I and mean, when sleep deprivation begins to kick in, mm-hmm. sometimes I go a little crazy from it, and sometimes I actually—I've never really gestated this, but like, it's not enjoying the deprivation; it's enjoying the thoughts of like I get these creative thoughts when I'm really like exhausted. And <laughs> compelled to like write them down or something but you can go mad without sleep we're, i was talking to somebody oh, my neighbor this morning my neighbor albert right he's like 60 years old and uh our bedroom's right over here and his bedroom's like literally 10 15 feet from it you know
1: you're in like a row home you're connected
0: yeah we're, we're, we're just in we're in a, like a valley ha- i'm in a house but his house is like 10 feet from like his win- bedroom window is like 10 15 feet from mine gotcha and what i was saying to him was it's so interesting that at nighttime. Like we're both asleep, and very. Our heads are like close together. You know what I mean? And like, what's to say that like you know we can't communicate in our sleep? Because like I've been thinking a lot <laughs> about sleep lately, and like the dream world, and like all these different things. And like we all sleep, you know. Like you ever look at Coop when he's sleeping, and you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? am like, <laughs> like, who is that being over there? It's your vessel just relaxing while you're I feel like, your soul. Yeah, head, faces
1: you know? just looks really different when you're sleeping. Yeah. It's just like, kind of like a sci-fi movie where they get into a pod and like, exactly. now it's time for sleep and you just shut down.
0: Exactly. And that's what, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, who, who, who is this person sleeping <laughs> 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 But I mean, like we all do it. And do I really know that? Like, yeah. You get tired, and, like you sleep and like you go into these, like my son can go to sleep like, you know, in 10 minutes and like, he's in the deepest REM sleep ever. I can sleep from like 7.30. i so to- Yeah. It's crazy. And, um. I've always been fascinated with sleep. I've I've struggled with, um, I guess, uh, like bouts of uh, insomnia. Like before, when I was a musician, especially like trying to really do it full time. Like Hmm. coming down after a show is just impossible. No wonder there's so many like drug addicts and alcoholics within Mm -hmm. the music industry. It's too hard
1: to come off. Get some sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: you know, like the night that like okay, so I I looked it up on um, October twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Do you know where you were? October 22nd, 2019. I'll let you think about it for a second here on the podcast.
1: Coop and I had just started dating. So what day was it?
0: I don't know that, but I'll tell you what you were doing. You were playing at the boot (laughs) and saddle. Um, It was the first
1: show show he played with me.
0: (laughs) And you were playing with um, a few other musicians too. that has been on the show as well um josh as well was on the kit Mm
1: -hmm.
0: very cool i love that song i mean you you know exactly what i'm talking about like after playing this show that feeling like you know if you're in a room with like your peers and like you know people are just vibing out like it's so hard to like sleep and i miss that more than anything but i don't know if i would trade that for sleep now
1: (laughs) yeah i think one of the hardest things with the neighbors i'll just make this full circle is um Like, I don't know if, if I wasn't being woken up, I I don't care. We hear them all day, you know, but it's the uncertainty of when I go to bed at night, am I going to be able to sleep tonight? Like, that's what really frustrates me. And um, I too have also been going to bed a little earlier because I've been working really hard. I'm going to be doing a course I say January, but honestly, like the way it's going and how much material I didn't realize I wanted to cram in maybe February, but I've been building, um, regular routines and trying to build better, like consistent habits and kind of studying my own kind of path there and how I can relay that to other people. So, you know, I've created this nighttime habit and then I try to get up early and get my morning routine done. That all really depends on if I can get to sleep yeah, I know and stay okay. asleep. So have it's you, been kind tried, of clashing. Have
0: you, have you tried melatonin, like heavy doses of uh, melatonin? To just um, like-
1: I, ha- I, I have in the past. I haven't lately. Um, what about? We, uh, we switched rooms, actually, which was something
0: they oh, had suggested. God, Jesus.
1: Well, we're lucky. We both kept our beds, and we have a two-bedroom, so it was just a matter of moving over. But I like being in my room. We're in Coop's room, sleeping in Yeah, that's cool. You know, we (laughs) have
0: this as well. And um, I have my room, and she has her room, and Tyler has his room. And you know what? People have a problem with it sometimes. You know, like I got kicked out of like our master bedroom years ago. Because I used to snore. Then I stopped snoring. Then she started snoring. And then I couldn't make it way back in. And it's like, hey, until... (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to have your own room or your own stuff. You know what I mean? I got all my musical instruments in there. So I don't hate on that. Some people are like, oh, it's weird. You'd sleep in bed and share the same cover. I hate sharing the same cover. You know what I mean? Like, I like to rent that shit.
1: We generally sleep in the same room, but different comforters. Because Coop is a fucking blanket hog.
0: Yeah, that's that's apparently what I do is just, just <laughs> talk it up and just do it. But I mean, it'll well, wake you-
1: me up. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. But I'll wake up like, oh shit, where's the blanket? And Coop will be like a burrito. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, the neighbor thing sucks. I'm sorry that that uh, you have to go through that because there's no way around it, and it's it's just like a nightmare. You know. Well,
1: yeah, I think we're gonna probably move because it was. We spent so much time just resisting it and, like, well, they should leave because we were here first and they're the ones who are breaking the lease and da 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 da. But I mean, like, the state of the world right now for the landlord, it's honestly easier for him to let us break the lease than to kick them out. And it's also like winter. I wouldn't want to kick someone out, no matter how terrible they are. So we're looking for other places to move. It's okay, just I'm very good. depressing what's available right now so i'm hoping come january february it'll be a little bit more yeah well there. if anybody's listening
0: that has an inside in on the a nice place with neighbors that are nowhere near inside. <laughs> yeah we we had these one neighbors too we live in this one apartment where um man they just like uh, it was it's just so bad because it was like they they would um they would throw their trash over the porch balcony And it would land down below where our place was. So they could come out the door and then take the trash up. And like, they would always throw it out and like shit would fall over the place. And then I'd be having to pick it up, you know, and then I got to get into a confrontation. People just need to respect each other's property. You know what I mean? Like it's insane, but back to the music thing. Um, Just because (laughs) it's been so friggin' long since anybody has actually seen like a decent show, you know, like, What's your prediction? Do you think it's going to like just like return like the Macy's Day Parade or you think it's going to be a slow, gradual process of, well, maybe I should go out this, this evening? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I predict a slow process, especially for like if they're slowly giving out the vaccine, people are still pretty resistant to it. It's probably going to be a while till we can have a massive gathering. But I see like small shows happening, probably like a max capacity. And if we're lucky, I mean, the weather's going to get warm again. So if we need to, we can just do the outdoor show thing again. Yeah. Yes. The outdoor you show. Know.
0: How many outdoor shows? i you not a doctor. Have you, done? <laughs> have, you done a f- have you done a few of them? Or?
1: We did uh, two. We did one at 118 North and one at Grape Street.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Both have pretty cool places to Graper. do outdoor Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah, it's a mess. I, you know what I, was, I wanted to like join this like Skype thing today that was on Facebook. These like musical leaders were going to get together to talk about the state of music. Did you see that?
1: No. What leaders?
0: Uh, just, I don't know. I've never met them. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Sounds <but> good.
0: <laughs> I saw like uh, Katie from u Do You was uh, trying to to join the seminar to see like what what would happen because you know the boot and saddle closed down. I was very sad for a lot of people, you know? It's weird. It really
1: sucks, too, because it just came out that Save Our Stages is a part of the new stimulus bill or relief bill. So it sucks that they, like, just closed, what, two months ago, and then some money's going to get pumped into venues.
0: The fact that, like, you know, politicians took that long to send relief to people really shows you that I you know, they don't I don't give a
1: fuck about the people they're governing.
0: Yeah. And then like there's people that I know, you know, in close proximity who, you know, would die for Donald Trump. They would go to war for Donald Trump. They would paint their F-150 a different color for Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, they, they would do whatever. And then also too, like there's people who are completely out of their mind, liberals that I meet who are like Fuck you! Yeah, you know, like people just sometimes they don't know how to control themselves, and the way that politics should be presented. The like politics should be for the people by the people, right? We wrote mm-hmm. that shit, but we don't do anything about it. You know what I mean? We don't adhere to it. It's all about money, capitalism, globalization, like. And I'm so tired of it. You know what I mean? Like that's why I like Saturday Night Live, and they're they're the way that they approach it. You know what I mean? Each week, like it is a joke. It should be laughed at.
1: Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand the Trump mania.
0: Uh, I guess I do just because I've been around some close minded individuals before who are uh, fueled by narcissism. You know, ego is a really <laughs> t- terrible thing for people and they don't even realize that their,
1: you know, their
0: bodies, their vessels are being operated by it all the time. You know, it's like me, 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 me. Me even when I'm taking the trash cans out for somebody else to <laughs> show me, you know like it's it's bad I mean that's why I'm also interested in um alternative um sources of you know enlightenment. We don't have to go into further details for people who are listening out there. I think you know what I'm talking about <laughs> I've been doing a lot of um that recently and like trying to deflate my ego and trying to find out like what the true purpose is and you know meditation's been one thing that I do um, regularly um I do some Wim Hof breathing techniques and stuff that I learned from him uh, like over the nice. summer. And uh, I just did a lot of hiking, you know, and just tried to like really center and focus my mind and stay quiet. And now I know you're into the the holistic practices and like, you know, how hard it is to actually meditate. So I was curious as to like what your process is when you, when you try to surrender.
1: Hmm. So... When I first started meditating, I had this really gung ho idea that, um, like, I set up this nice little meditation space and I have a cushion and I have like um, incense and tarot cards and mala beads, kind of depending on my mood, what's gonna feel the best that day. But I always kind of subconsciously had this idea that it had to be like, this kind of perfect process where I'm sitting on the cushion for at least 20 minutes and it's got to be quiet and just all these kind of standards. And what I've learned in trying to, to do it regularly is now I pretty much just do it on the couch right next to my noise canceling headphones. And I use the calm app. And as long as I did that twice a day, I'm good. If I want to do a whole big kind of ceremony thing, that's cool too. But I think one of the biggest thing that's, that's really helped is having the noise canceling headphones, which I primarily got because of the neighbors, but kind of immersing myself into um, like ambient music. The Calm app uses some, and there's these like kind of soundscapes I found on Spotify that just kind of use like vibration to relax binaural um, sounds what's
0: that uh like binaural like you know like ambient sounds that are um, yeah pretty much frequencies yeah
1: um that has helped but also just the realization in my meditation practice that if i if i'm having trouble dropping in that's okay like that's just what the practice is for that day you know, and if I, if I hit my 10 or 15 minute mark and I want to keep going, then I'll keep going. And if I don't, then at least I yeah, got cool. something. And, in and not day. be mad at
0: yourself for it. And that's what a lot yeah. of people don't understand is like, it, I, I started taking a couple different courses. One of the courses that was really enlightening for me just because I think that I was, it was a mixture of like learning a technique from somebody as absurd as somebody who played played a mobster. I'm talking about um, the actor Michael Imperioli who played Christopher Moltisanti on The Sopranos teaches a free class and um, meditation on Mondays on Mm -hmm. Zoom. And something about him teaching it, (laughs) the absurdity of it, it was was able to like (laughs) see past like, you know, like, uh, he he had this one technique and it's just, I mean, like it was so simple and I was like, wow, that makes so much sense because I never learned or, Practice like this, he meditates with his eyes open, which is quite frightening (laughs) to be quite honest when you see somebody doing it. But (laughs) um, so he does it and he imagines, you know, that he's looking at a crystal clear blue sky. And then as a thought enters his mind, it's like a cloud coming into the crystal blue sky, and then he just pushes them away. I was like, all right, I'll use that. And like every time now I meditate, I focus on that blue sky. It kind of looks like this color we chose yeah. for, the, for the new office. You know what I mean? Like being still, being clear. And um, it, h- it helps to be in nature for me, like to do it. You know what I mean? Like before I got a dog though, once I got a dog, pff, that shit was out, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't focus <laughs> somewhere out there. It was more or less just cardio for the dog. But <laughs> um, have, have you ever done sensory deprivation tank? I think I mentioned this to you before. I
1: haven't done that yet. I would love to try, but I haven't done it yet.
0: It is really, really special. Um, it's all about that surrender, too, which is so hard for people to do. Uh, I guess the people who no, – like, we, t- we covered lots of things tonight. We covered the neighbors. We covered the, you know, the <laughs> insane political figures out there. And they all suffer from the fact that they can't let go. They, they're yeah. so really just <laughs> – even like Mitch McConnell cracks me up when he talks it's like dude can you speak a little bit more <laughs> like, fluidly like what's going yeah. on he reminds me of uh, the 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 first x-men movie i think one of the politicians like turns into like a blob or something i don't, i have no idea he, <laughs> republican democrat don't care but like you know this whole like thing where he's like you know like well the american people deserve <laughs> our help and it's like dude we've we've been here waiting for your help yeah. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi too as well, like, you know, like Nancy Pelosi is always, she's like, she reminds me of people I went to high school with. The type of people who would like see somebody wearing like a, a Umbria shirt one week and then go buy the same shirt because somebody, it, they're always just influenced by other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's nobody out there that I believe clearly is an individual in politics that has a unique idea of how to get us back to like what we originally sought off to do i hate it so much really it gets so worked even up. even if up. we
1: did half the population would hate them
0: always and forever every that's the problem too is that people always love to hate it's like their yeah. first first and only thing that they like to to go for is like the the road rage or the you know what i mean like <laughs> the neighbor fight you know it's insane really
1: i think like us as just a whole society it's, surrender is just like one part of the equation. To me, it's also like, can you be brutally honest with yourself and look at all the undesirable or terrible parts of yourself and confront those? And then can you let them go? Then can you surrender them? There's just this kind of attitude that like, my way is the right way. And there's no other way that any other opinion could be right. And if someone calls me out, they're terrible, and I couldn't possibly do anything wrong. Like I feel like that's just a general kind of, but that's also being very pessimistic. Like it's no, probably I a lot more.
0: <laughs> well, no, you're you are correct, but I also think it's a social imprint of, um, like American culture though as well. It's very inf. Like as you were speaking there, I was thinking about the Frank Sinatra "My Way" or the Highway culture of being in the, the club that matters the most or the Rat Pack. Like people, America at one point you know is so proud of itself because of industrialism like you know what was it 19 like the early 1900s when we started like really like shipping stuff around the country where we start getting cocky you know like we used to be on fucking horses man now we're riding the train like people we just let our ego fly off the charts really and then money is just the worst you know every i mean like everyone like reads about burning man and stuff like that and like how you don't need money to go there but you know people like think of it think of that as a novelty like something that couldn't exist, but it's like, didn't we do that thousands of years ago? Isn't that how we lived? You know, like I wouldn't have a problem like I was thinking like I've never shot any but shot any living <laughs> you know I've, I've never gone hunting, I've never killed a living thing. I've gone fishing, yeah. I have repercussions about that now in hindsight, but like if it was thousands of years ago and I needed to provide for my son and wife, yeah, I, I'd probably go shoot something then. It's mm-hmm. weird, right? Like it, like your whole like, ideology changes because given your surroundings, you know. I'm in this yeah. weird blue room. I got a hot cup of tea here. You know what I mean? I'm congested. You don't
1: need to go shoot a deer. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? But
1: one day you people, might.
0: Some people that depending
1: on how things go.
0: I think some people can't reflect on the times either. It's like it's like the, I matter because I exist now in 2020. You know, like
1: mm-hmm. or my your health is not my I responsibility yeah scientifically Uh, though kind of like herd immunity has been kind of proven to work we don't really get other viruses or diseases anymore that we used to
0: yeah it is weird i mean like if you think about like the measles and uh, you know all the other stuff also too like okay i was thinking about this week you know like there's the the vaccines that are out there that you know people are scared of and they they protest and like, you know, like all these things, but like also too, it's like just another version of what I was just talking about too. It's just another version of control of being like, well, I'm scared. like, everyone's so scared of dying. Like if we all knew what was going to happen when we died and we knew it, wasn't something to be feared. We would have a different outlook, I think, but like, that's way too advanced for people to even contemplate. It's just so <laughs> scared of it. You know, they're like, no, I can't cease to not exist to see Donald Trump run again in 2024. Know, like, they, they don't, you know, they don't want to know.
1: That's a big part of yoga.
0: Yeah, so... I, I, learning I, I, how to not well, be
1: afraid of death.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like, um, for me, that's been something that I have um, tried to confront. I've done the hero's journey before in a sensory deprivation tank and came across some of my worst fears ever. And uh, I um, I recorded a podcast about it a long time ago and, like, I won't go into too much detail about it because I, I would just say to you, I think that you would like it. Like, I, I'm not going to... I realized as i got older telling other people of my experience doesn't allow them to have their own you know like on, i think that we do that a lot as people too. Like, Well, oh, you've got to go eat there man you've got to try this food itself. <laughs> yeah
1: like,
0: you can't just discover that shit on your own you know what i mean but
1: i'm so curious different- what I, I mean I, I, journey is
0: i was like a uh, quite a quite a lot of uh psilocybin mushrooms
1: oh in the tank
0: Well, I took them on my way to the tank and then timed it perfectly for them to pretty much release while I was in the tank.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And, um, yeah, I mean, I've never really spoken about it on the show, but I'll I'll tell you, since you asked, you know. Um, (laughs) It's pretty scary because I fasted for maybe 18 hours. Just nothing. Nothing, you know, and I was just like, I want to have this, like, pure experience and, like, see what happens. And, like, I took them. And I was on my way to the place. I won't name the place for legal reasons. <laughs> and um, as I got to the, like, I timed it so perfectly. Like, as soon as I got to the office, like, as soon as I opened the door, like, the dude, like, immediately knew, like, this guy's ready to get into the tank. You know, that, <laughs> that, that the glow, that look. Um, and for people out there who have never done that before, I can tell you that, uh, yes, it is scary. But it's scary because you're also scared. Your ego is scared because you're not in control but that's like is
1: fragile.
0: yeah like this and then like you know like also to the preparation too, like setting the mood you know what I mean like for it, knowing what type of music's going to play in the tank knowing um that I had fasted knowing that I had prepared myself mentally in the days before like by meditating you know the, like I needed to try this you know and uh it was just I mean like I had been in the tank before with um sober and with sober too as well you can access parts of your mind that you don't actually get to see but with unfortunately the aid of you know edibles and other things like that you can achieve these moments of enlightenment and yeah I saw pretty much like um I saw myself first as a kid riding a bicycle and I saw the wheels and the spoke like going like this and then the reflection of myself like turning back looking at myself And then that, like, blasting off into the cosmos. And, like, numerous times I've seen a friend who has passed away. Um, One time I saw him and his beard. He had, like, a big, like, um, hipster-type long beard. His beard beard became staircases. And then I found myself, like, up on the stairs. And, like, the feeling of, like, darkness, zero gravity, weightlessness.
1: Uh.
0: It just allows you to get to a place that you forgot about. Mm. you know it's like the cozy is place in the world too because the water temperature is the same as the air so it's 98 degrees and you're in 98 so like you're just you can't tell and mm. you know that like Michelangelo thing where it's like the guy that's how you feel like when you're in there you can't tell like where you're at, like where your body's at so I mean
1: huh.
0: highly recommended even even if you just want to try it to just go but um
1: yeah I, have that would this... I love um I love psychedelics, been doing them a long time, had to take a break at some point, but I have this overarching fear that I I actually had a friend who told me she could use hypnotherapy to help me with it, but I have epilepsy. So I have this fear that if I were to let myself go that much on a drug, that I would let myself go too much and I might have a seizure. Never happened before, but it's just like this thing I've created and I've planted the seed. Mm, so I feel like if I were to really your sit point. and close my eyes, I don't know where I would go.
0: You, it's it's to each his own though, really. I mean, it's all into the eyes of the beholder of like what they have experienced in their life. Um, but people who are more open to their uh the idea of chakras and more open to the naughty lines of their, you know, um uh, individuality spirituality whatever like if you get into that water it's like kind of like there is no limitation towards your imagination or creativity in that like space it's 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 a fine line too with psychedelics too because it's like i mean i've read all the things i've seen all the documentaries and stuff like that obviously psychedelics play a major role in religion i mean
1: Hmm.
0: it has to be that way i mean come on i mean why not you know i mean like People Why do you saying, say
1: that? Like,
0: well, it's a mean, the like, burning
1: bush? And- <laughs> well,
0: there's that as well, but also, too, like, in, you know, ancient Egyptian culture, like, you know, like, the stuff they saw also, too. I mean, like, to be technical, lots of, um, some of the imagery in, um, Hinduism can be seen in the DMT realm. Um, once you have your breakthrough on DMT, you enter into this space-time void where these entities communicate with you. Everybody seems to have a similar experience, and, um, and that in its own is just equally terrifying. Um, hmm.
1: You have never broken through.
0: I have uh, never broken through either. I've gotten really, really close. Matter of fact, I actually uh, got really, really close last night. I'll say it here on the show. Um, <laughs> this makes for good, good copy. Um, I um, I got really, really close. Like, uh God, it was frightening as all hell, too, because it's like you're so scared, you know? You're like, oh, my God, am I going to be okay, you know? Like,
1: did you have, like, anyone around to kind of be with you or just totally on your own?
0: Um, I did in the beginning, and then slowly I, I realized that – see, this is the thing that I – like I was saying before, too, is, like, this whole process uh, of experience has to be broken down to your own individual things. it's like you're – your when you die wherever you're going, it's that own collective – consciousness that's going it's not the person helping you or you know what i mean like you when you take somebody else's energy in the room like it messes with it the vibrations are off you're like wait what am i doing you know
1: like,
0: hmm. <laughs> like i i feel that eventually people will come around to it so much like uh, first off i mean i never thought in a million years that I, the medical marijuana store would be down the street there'd be a drive through yeah. you know oh my
1: gosh that's a weapon.
0: I ran from the police officers, you know, in the 90s, (laughs) smoking nickel bags from, you know, the city, like, (laughs) jail for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I just think that that eventually people will find their way and you'll find your way. You'll lose that, the, that fear. It'll happen when you want it to happen, you know?
1: I just, I think I want to do like one of those, Michael Pollan talks a lot about it and then Tim Ferriss too, but like a guided trip. You know where? The- oh, an al-
0: ayahuasca trip.
1: Well, that. But there's people. I- I've never done that. I
0: would love to do that. Who,
1: it's more underground, and and Tim does a whole podcast on it. If you've ever listened to him, he's great. Um What's his name? Tim Ferris, F-E-R-R-I-S, S. There might be two S's. I'm not sure. But he's a really big fan of Michael Pollan, who talks about using psychedelics as medicine, and. He talks about, like, there are these, I guess they could be considered doctors in some way, but professionals who will administer, I think the two main ones were, I think it was mushrooms and or LSD or ketamine, mostly for therapeutic reasons. But there's someone there administering, you know, the proper amount, controlled amount, and they're guiding you through things and i think it's primarily used for people who are like dying or have a terminal illness and the people are there to kind of guide them through their fears and um just make sure they're okay and i that just like intrigued me i would just love to know what that's like and if it would differ from anything i've experienced already
0: yeah I, I, You know, I, I think uh, as you were telling that story, I was like listening to your, that's your, your journey too. And I was reflecting back on my own. And uh, there were so many times <laughs> that I was around people in a group setting with psychedelics where it was not the proper mood and setting, you know, mm-hmm. it was like.
1: Oh, I've been there
0: totally. Yeah, and like <laughs> partying is just like, when you're young. I mean, you have no choice, really. You're like you're not like you know doing LSD at the library. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> gonna be in the setting that's inappropriate. And like I just saw so many friends bug out. I saw one friend at a uh, hole once at a party, and um, this is before the internet. You know, like, I'm like, what's wrong with this dude? You know?
1: Oh
0: no! <laughs> on the, the rug here, you know, everyone's surrounding him in a circle. Uh-huh. Nobody's saying anything and I'm like, what's going on? Like, I oh, don't worry about it, Bob. He's in a k-hole And I'm like, oh, k-hole Okay. They're like what's a k-hole <laughs> Yeah, what <laughs> is that? <laughs> but now I hear um from lots of influence influencers on um social media that ketamine is a, a great way to um to beat depression, uh, PTSD, uh all sorts of things. But yeah, it's it's just like very the whole easy theme of this get... podcast. The theme of this podcast has been, you know, um, how, I feel like how to break through. You got to break through to your neighbors. We got to break through to the, the next phase of life with the vaccine, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited. You're still doing music. I'm, you know, I, I've been doing this a lot, like lately on the show too, is like bringing musicians on, not necessarily talking all the time about what they're up to because, you know, it, it's fun to get to know them. And we did that this evening. So before we go, tell me what's going on with uh, Maggie May. Uh
1: So I actually booked the um I booked a weekend in February at Headroom Studios to record I think we're gonna do five tracks for my first e p which I've notched down from my first full length album prior to all of this um so that'll be out sometime next year that's That's really the biggest thing that's something I've been working towards for. 20 years
0: that's good you know i mean it's good to strive towards goals you know and uh like you were saying set the routine you know it's good to make stuff too i mean i know i mean you live with with koopa loop so i mean you know exactly what i'm talking about i mean like he's making things up constantly you're making things up constantly Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it doesn't really work as well in my opinion if there's not an audience at the end of the day to share it with so i mean if I ever start doing shows again in real life, I stopped doing the online stuff just because it was just, it was draining on people, you know?
1: It gets draining and yeah, trying to keep up with producing content right now is just, yeah, like, nothing beats space. playing live, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, like here, here's my song in my living room. Like it's just, I, <laughs> but if I ever do Top of the World, I would love to have you. I would love to have the whole band. Some of oh, the yeah, things- we've
1: nailed like the clapping for ourselves and, Coop and yeah. I have little... No, scripts. no, no more of that.
0: We need to get the vaccine. We need yeah. to throw like a big concert. You know what I mean? I would love to see your band. Um, awesome. From the quarantine, you know, um, I met you and like, uh, you know, I, I've always said this and I'll say it again. I really think you and Coop should have a podcast together. He's <laughs> talking, you know. If you could do like 10, 15 minutes you know i mean like even to reflecting on the neighbors people you know that you could fund your musical career with a, a separate instagram account detailing these the events but you guys have a good sense of humor like once when you, you played together um it was the beginning of like when everyone just started wearing pajamas too remember that it was like dude i'm <laughs> taking these pajamas off and i was really impressed and i was like wow they're, they're funny too you know it was like and you don't really see that too much in music because it's always like I'm serious, I'm serious, here like oh look at me, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> it's fun to have a little levity sometimes, and uh in your musical entertainment. So
1: yeah,
0: I'm I'm, yeah. I'm happy that I met you.
1: Me too. It's it's. Cooper said, um,
0: Do me a favor too. Uh, if the neighbors
1: <laughs>
0: start this evening." I, I, you know, that's just the wild thing is, too, is like it's between the hours of one and four, too, right? What, what's he doing mm-hmm. right now? Why isn't he playing a video game right now?
1: And, like, I know he has school. Like, don't you want to go to sleep, too? The, du- the dad has work in the morning. That's what I don't get. And the way the sound travels is he claims that he doesn't hear him. He'll be like, "Well, I'm in the room right next to him, and I don't hear anything, so it's not an issue." I'm like, "Well, we're right above him,
0: and so so why doesn't he just keep it down? Doesn't he get? Why don't you give him those noise-canceling headphones so he could play his games and not like get? It's it's impossible, I guess.
1: I don't know. Whenever we ask if if they can keep it down, it turns into, "Well, I'm not going to tell him to stop talking." Just give him that- some. Weed. I like, didn't oh, say that. I asked did- you to keep it down.
0: <laughs> well, my heart goes out to you.
1: Thanks. Um,
0: you, know, but you survived the holiday seasons uh, <laughs> we'll
1: uh, be, we'll i'm be glad to right. be on the
0: show thanks for uh, understanding last week when i had no voice
1: dude it's fine i was also pretty tired so this worked out perfectly
0: excellent i really enjoyed myself uh yeah. you can check out maggie may i'll have a link to all her music down below here in the podcast uh look for her when terminator 2 judgment day ends or <laughs> the uh,
1: album comes out, whichever. Comes yeah. right.
0: <laughs> the star is born.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Bob, and uh, this has been another episode of
1: Bobcast. Take care, Maggie. You too, Bob. Thank you. Peace. See ya.